The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Tess Posner, who is the Executive Director at AI for All. Hello, Tess. Hi. Thanks so much for having me on. It's really great to be here with you both. Yeah, thanks. We're excited to interview you today. So we'd like to get started by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know what AI for All is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the executive director of a nonprofit organization called AI for All, and our mission is to increase diversity and inclusion in AI or artificial intelligence. Great. Well, actually, tell us a little bit more about that. What's sort of the scope of diversity and inclusion, and kind of where do you see sort of the current state of that within the market? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's no secret that AI is really going to be one of the most impactful and potentially disruptive technologies of our time, really been called the driver of the fourth industrial revolution. However, what we're seeing right now in AI is that the technologists that are building this incredible technology products and solutions and the data that power them are not representative of the wider society, which is very diverse and complex. So we might be familiar with some of the statistics around diversity in tech generally, as that's getting a lot of attention right now. For example, only around 13% of AI and machine learning-focused companies have female CEOs, and tenure-track engineering faculty are less than 3% African-American and less than 4% Hispanic. And so we're seeing that there's not a representation of those that will be affected, will be users, will be drivers and innovators of these technologies building them today. And so what AI for All is really trying to do is increase the future, more diverse pipeline of those working in AI education, AI development, AI research. We start early with high school students and introduce them to basic technical concepts in AI, really sharing with them what AI can be used for and the broad implications and uses for the technology. And they get to work on a hands-on project using AI for good. So our programs partner also with some of the top AI labs at universities to really give these young people exposure to some of the most current research and trends in the industry, as well as faculty and other peers and role models and mentors that are working on this today. That sounds good. Well, as a matter of fact, we saw you at the recent NYU Future Labs AI Summit, and you gave a really awesome presentation there. So This was the summit that was on October 30th and 31st, 2017 for our listeners. So if possible, can you give our listeners a two-minute recap or a short recap of what you had talked about there at the conference and some of the challenges that you talked about? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much. So I think as we were just talking about, there's really this lack of diversity in terms of 
in the AI field, as well as in the data sets that are powering AI technology solutions, algorithms. And so what I talked about was really, what are some of the impacts here? We know that diversity is good for business. So more diverse teams tend to develop better, more robust solutions, more creative solutions. And having a homogenous group is actually bad for business. There's a lot of research that proves this. However, in AI specifically, there's another impact that we're actually seeing today, other than just less profitable businesses and teams and less creativity. But this is really unconscious bias. And so we're seeing that there are biases present in the data sets that are used to train AI algorithms. And these are being reflected mirrored, and sometimes even amplified in the technology that they're creating. So some examples that I touched on included a racially biased sentencing software called Compass that was studied and released a study on last year, ProPublica did, that actually predicts someone's likelihood to commit a crime in the future. And this software is being used today by courts in the U.S. And it's actually been shown to be racially biased against African-Americans. And we've also seen examples like translation software that displays gender bias because of gender bias that's present in existing data sets that it was used to train this algorithm. And then also facial recognition software that doesn't recognize non-white faces or expressions. And so obviously, this kind of software is affecting people's daily lives and has life-altering consequences. And so when bias is getting embedded, it's deeply problematic and you know, potentially has even more far-reaching consequences as AI gets embedded into more tools that we use every day and to make decisions for big things like in the financial space, in the criminal justice space, and otherwise. Yeah, I know that AI bias has been something that we at Cognolytica have been looking at. And also, I know that, you know, companies as well, because it's training data that starts to make the AI bias and then, you know, things continue on from there. So how is AI for all working to address this bias? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And I'm glad you all are bringing attention to it. I think obviously there's a lot that should be done to prevent bias and steps that companies and others should take, including the transparency of the data set, how you analyze the data sets, how you do pre-launch testing, how you monitor these things after they get developed. But we really believe that you need to get to the root and make the field more diverse from the start. That's what AI for All is specifically focused on. But in order to do that, we really have to understand why it's not diverse in the first place. And that there are barriers for people who are currently underrepresented in AI and computer science more generally. Some of these include actual discrimination, whether it's in the hiring process or at the workplace, lack of role models. Because there's homogeneity in the field, it's hard to find people when you're a young person looking at different careers who looks like you, who's in this field and that you can be inspired by or learn from. Research also shows that lack of early technical exposure prevents you from going into the field in the future. And so really starting in high school is important to get that early exposure. And that there's not a lot of support to counteract these barriers as an individual. It can be really hard to kind of break through, although we see many examples of people doing that, it can be really challenging. And so AI for All is trying to build in this early technical exposure, connecting young people to mentors, and really building these diverse communities that can help be a vaccine against bias and discrimination in the field 
in the future and really help people succeed, not just to get into it, but to successfully move up in their careers and be and really thrive in AI and computer science. Okay. So AI for All basically is trying to take a diversity approach to AI so that the people giving the training data will not be homogenous. And therefore, we're hoping that the training data will not be homogenous because it won't be a certain type of person doing all the training. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that it's a lot easier for a more diverse team that's representative of those that would be using the product to more easily pick up on things that might be missed by another group. For example, we see that the facial recognition software that wasn't trained on Asian faces didn't recognize when Asians were blinking. And so it was a Mm -hmm. camera and so it wouldn't actually take a picture. And so if it had been trained on a more diverse group of individuals, we wouldn't see that happening. And so we really believe that, yes, having more individuals that represent the society working on these things will prevent that, as well as just generally diversity helps create more better solutions, more creative products, and is better for business. So I think all of those reasons why we believe it's specifically important in AI. That's cool. I know one of the other challenges in the AI field is just a lack of talent and lack of folks who have the expertise to build these training models and to apply AI or develop AI systems. And so from a different perspective, not just addressing the areas of bias in the AI machine learning data, what do you see as some of the challenges increasing the skilled AI workforce? And how can AI for All help address these challenges, especially from this diversity and inclusion perspective? Yeah, it's a really great question because, yeah, it's not just individuals missing out. It's companies missing out on these talented individuals or talent pools of people. And I think access is a really big issue. So as we see that computer science and tech skills generally are becoming the new basic skills really needed to participate in the economy, we also see at the same time that only 40% of U.S. schools teach computer science, which is astounding. (laughs) And a third of U.S. states don't even count computer science course credits towards graduation requirements. So now, is this college or high school? This is high school. Okay. So we're seeing a real lag in terms of what young people have access to develop these skills. And as we talked about earlier, this early exposure is critical for people to get into the field in the future. So if they're already missing out in high school, it's less likely that they're going to go into it in college and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we're really trying to, at AI for All, democratize access to AI and technical education early and also develop these communities of students to ensure that we are developing a diverse group of future leaders in the field, as well as ensure that companies don't miss out on these amazing talent pools. And we really heard amazing results from our students. Just to share, one of the students remarked to me after our course this summer, she said, I used to think I wasn't smart enough to do computer science and AI, but now I've gained so much confidence because of all the support and being around other girls who are into the same thing. They make me feel comfortable to speak out and ask questions. Or another student that said to me, I never thought that people who look like me could succeed in computer science and AI. And many of our students go on to create their own AI clubs or programs that teach coding and AI to younger populations, which is amazing. They're already showing tremendous leadership. And so really this early exposure and just democratizing these tools really makes all the difference. And so we can't wait to see what our students will create in the future in the AI field and beyond. And, you know, companies would be missing out if there wasn't this access and exposure that 
we need to provide at a wider level in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. So what do you see as some of the greatest challenges in AI adoption for, you know, enterprises? Yeah, I think broadly speaking, there are several major challenges. I think, again, you know, because of the tremendous global economic impact that this will make, and companies are sort of jumping at the chance to incorporate and research AI technologies because it can have major efficiency gains and other benefits, we need to make sure we're investing in the talent pool. There was a New York Times article that came out recently that cited that only 10,000 people in the world have AI skills <laughs> to actually innovate in this field and that they're paying you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to recruit this talent. Mm-hmm. And so we need to not just try to get the talent now and go into a talent war <laughs> by trying to get the best people but really invest in the future talent pools. And that needs to start now or we're just going to be in more of a talent war down the road. Exactly. That was actually a really good feedback because we just had this interview with Steve Kuyan in one of our earlier Cognolytica podcasts about the AI brain drain, as it were. Not only is it hard to find the talent to implement AI and understand how to continue development and research of AI, but a lot of the faculty members that are at universities that are teaching these folks are being poached. You know, they're being approached by folks in the industry and giving them incredibly lucrative salaries. If you're a PhD right now with any amount of experience in AI, let alone, let's say, 10 years of experience, I mean, you could basically, you know, call your ticket right now and you can go to any company that's doing any sort of AI, whether it's here in the U.S. or abroad, and find employment for a multiple of what you're getting paid at the university. So it's sort of a dual challenge. It's not just we need more talent in the pool to be able to build AI systems, but we need to find a way to retain the trainers. Otherwise, we're going to be in this unusual situation of people trying to enter the job pool and trying to enter the AI workforce and not having the skills to do that, which is a real problem area. So hopefully you can find a way to address that challenge as well. Well, it's interesting because I think that brings up a great point. And one of the reasons why we're not just a a coding boot camp, if you will, to get people into AI development. We really are looking at the different opportunities in AI. You know, you can be an AI educator. You can be work in policy. And this is going to be one of the biggest challenges that policymakers or lawyers will be facing in terms of what are the ramifications for the different parts of society. And we need people to be working on all segments of different industries that are going to be touched by AI, not just development. And as you're saying, if we don't have enough teachers and researchers, because they're getting poached by companies, that's a big problem. And same thing with if we don't have policymakers that deeply understand AI and implications, it's going to limit the types of solutions that we can come up with for what this technology is going to bring in terms of disruption to our society and world. So, Tess, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate you participating. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great conversation, and I look forward to staying in touch. Got it. Yeah, definitely. And listeners, as always, we'll post articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, and we'll post the AI for All website as well if you'd like to take a look. So thank you so much, Tess, for joining us. And listeners, we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group. And make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts.
Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2017 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.